back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. For our next segment, we focus on the community within the Bakken. We head to Dickinson, North Dakota, the site of the MBI barbecue competition and Rough Rider Days. It was quite a community event in Dickinson with live music, floats, food, rodeo, fireworks, a demolition derby, a parade, a barbecue fundraiser, arts in the park, plus much, much more happening in Dickinson, North Dakota. During the festivities, I had an opportunity to sit down with Heidi Labrie of the American Cancer Society to talk about MBI's barbecue competition and what it means to the community. This is actually uh, Missouri Basin's MBI's first year as a Relay for Life team. So they're doing an excellent job and putting this, this event together here today. They've just gone all out, so it's been really good. Have you noticed or have you heard any anecdotal or seen any technical numbers to uh, indicate whether there's a surge of giving out here in the uh, for nonprofits in the oil patch is it on par to what you thought it would be or is it less I think it's above and beyond what I ever imagined it would be I've had um, three relay for life events so far this summer um, my next one will be in Dickinson but so far those three have well exceeded all their goals and expectations. I feel like there is a community within within the Bakken, especially working with the MBI Relay for Life team and just seeing how they've worked with all, not just other oil companies in the area, but just all, all companies in the area. have They've all come together to, to work to accomplish this, and it's, it's very neat to see. And that was Heidi Labrie of the American Cancer Society. In addition to raising funds for the American Cancer Society, MBI also put a trophy on the line for the best barbecuer in the Bakken. And the team from Light Tower Rentals took home the trophy. We had an opportunity to sit down with Terry Keithley of Light Tower Rentals to talk a little bit about the award and community within the Bakken. Well, first, I didn't take place. It was uh, some some of my uh, people that I work with that worked uh, that, very hard, and they, they, they did a good job, and they did take first. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> the quality of life, you know, it's, it's always going to be stressed as populations go up. I mean, more population, perhaps more crime, etc. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's doable, and uh, we're helping our country out, too, by uh, becoming uh, energy independent and providing jobs and paying taxes. And it's, it's way more positive than negative. And that was Terry Keithley of Light Tower Rentals, the very first winner of the MBI barbecue competition in Dickinson, North Dakota. Let's listen a little bit of the people out there having fun to the Blue Ribbon Band at the MBI Relay for Life barbecue. Continuing on with our Bakken community events, we check into Rough Rider days. And look who we ran into but Kyle Schaub. Kyle Schaub, very well known in the rodeo circuit. He's from Lewistown, Montana. He's been observing this Bakken traffic and activity for the past 10 years. We had a chance to sit down with Kyle Schaub and talk to him a little bit about his observations. You know, you notice some growth probably because of that. But also, you got to remember a lot of the a lot of the workforce in those uh, are on the clock right now or they're in between and and not necessarily out for entertainment uh we have seen some growth in the crowd but i don't know you know i don't know what the ticket sales have reflected here the last few years that's a that's a real curious Mm -hmm. uh uh, question because you you see the community growing you see uh, good things happening 
economy-wise here, but yet uh, for something like this, is it has it exploded? And have we seen uh, sellout crowds all you know for the last two years? No, we haven't. But I think some slow growth, and and I think a lot of that uh, can be attributed to just you know there be there are more families moving into town. It's not just it's not just the oil right. the oil field, work, field workers that are coming here from my part of the country, staying for two weeks and then going home for two weeks. There and and I think that's where we've seen probably the influx is in that family uh, side looking for things to do on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. And that was Kyle Schaub. 2010 World Livestock Auctioneer Champion. He's also a PRCA rodeo announcer and he heads up the country music band Kyle Schaub and the Wacom Boys. And there's a familiar sound, the sound of heavy machinery purring along the streets of Dickinson, North Dakota. Children waiting for candy to be thrown out, and it was a very successful parade as part of Rough Rider Days. As we end this Bakken community segment, let's take a listen to the Sod Busters, a very popular float during Rough Rider Days in Dickinson, North Dakota. Interested in news from the Bakken? Sign up for the Building the Bakken newsletter at buildingthebakken.com. Today's episode of Building the Bakken is brought to you by Signal Media Group and the Mondak Oilfield Review. Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, Bakken Energy, we explore the other side of the Bakken known as natural gas. Of course, the crude oil is what gets most of the attention coming out of the Bakken, but there's a play out there called natural gas. We sat down with Ken D.Q. Bellis, Chief Executive Officer of Blackridge Oil and Gas, to discuss the Bakken Formation's natural gas play, whether there is a natural gas play out there or if it's just a bunch of hot air. Mr. D.Q. Bellis brings over 20 years of executive experience in a broad range of energy issues, including 10 years at ExxonMobil Corporation. For more information on Mr. D.Q. Bellis, visit BlackRidgeOil.com. How are you doing today? Doing excellent, thank you. Tell me a little bit about your company, Blackridge Oil and Gas. So we're a Bakken-focused only and a non-operator. So um, the way I like to tell people, everyone's hearing about the shale plays across the country. And it's a, you know, we're, we're participating in that shale revolution here domestically, but we're laser focused only on the Bakken. And the reasons for that are, are twofold. Number one, we love the fact that it's an oil play. Uh, 90 to 95% of the, uh, the hydrocarbons that come out of the ground are oil. And then secondly, uh, we have some strong ties to the basin. Our, the guy that heads our land group, Mike Isley, his wife is from Williston. And so she still has family there. So it's important for us um, as we continue to grow the company that we have that boots on the ground capability to get new deals and new leases to acquire to help us continue to fuel our growth. Is that relatively easy or does that uh, pose some difficulty being a Minneapolis company and doing business out in the Bakken? 
You know, you can fly direct from Minneapolis to Williston now. I had no problems getting a flight here to Minot. And you can actually, you know, one of the times I came out here, um, I took the Amtrak out of St. Paul. Get a sleeper car, you leave at 11 p.m. and you wake up the following morning in Minot. So we don't have any problems getting here. Michael is typically out here once a month. And so, you know, we don't, we don't see any issues there. We like, you know, we, we, a lot of our relationships on the investor side are out of Minneapolis. Our current banker is a Minneapolis-based banker. And so we don't see difficulties with our location. You mentioned natural gas earlier. Uh, former Public Service Commissioner Tony Clark told me that natural gas is the real wild card out here in the Bakken. Uh, Governor Jack Dalrymple sought out and found a buyer in Japan for natural gas. Uh, you mentioned Exxon, also Dow Chemicals been working on ways to capture that natural gas. Yes. How undervalued is natural gas, meaning when people think of the Bakken, oil comes to mind. Right. Should people be thinking more about natural gas? W without question, and the reason is because it's not dry gas, it's wet. And, and so you hear people talk about NGLs, natural gas liquids. That's things like uh, ethane, propane, butane. And you mentioned Dow Chemical. Dow wants ethane because they can turn that into ethylene, which is a precursor for polyethylene and other types of plastics and rubbers. And so um, the petrochemical industry itself is forecast uh, to uh, add about $30 billion of capacity expansion here in the U.S. to get access to that natural gas and convert it into plastics. So it's a big deal here. And you know, today, unfortunately, we just don't have enough of the infrastructure in place to capture the gas in the Bakken and treat it and, and, and fractionate out the NGLs. But once that, that happens, you won't see as much flaring anymore. And that wet gas trades at a significant premium to the dry gas, and so economically, it benefits everybody as well. It's, it's really interesting because most people will think of crude oil and the amount of natural gas. Could there be another boom based on natural gas? And does it mean technology is that important for the capital? When, when you say boom here in the Bakken? Yeah, in the Bakken, everybody thinks yeah. it's crude oil, but could yeah. there be another additional boom because of the natural gas? Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, boom, it's still volumetrically. It's not as significant um, as the oil. Um, like I said, I think uh, over the long term, uh, I think many forecasts have for every barrel you produce out of the ground, about 90% of it will be crude. But with that said, um, that 10% or so of NGLs is very, very economically attractive. So I wouldn't call it a boom, but the economics will improve significantly. As Ken DQ Bella stated, there is a natural gas play out in the Bakken. However, it is not as significant as the crude oil play happening right now. Before we head to a break, we're going to bring you some sound from our boots on the ground team out there in the Bakken. They ran into a young lady from Mongolia. Her name is Shanae, and here is what Shanae had to say about living in the oil boom. I uh, came to the school here in Dickinson, and then I got a job. How long have you been here? Uh, it's been six years. Oh, so you started right at the beginning of the oil boom, and yeah. what is your observation? of what you've seen happen to Dickinson over the past six years? Oh, it's actually <laughs> crazy. When I came here, like, street used to be, like, empty, like, low traffic. Now, uh, with oil boom, it's just going, becoming crazy here. Like, traffic increased. We have so many big semis. It's, it's just amazing how crazy it's become. Anybody across the world you want to say hi to? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I want to say hi to my family and friends in Mongolia. I will see you soon. 